Welcome to uh, Around the World in 60 Minutes. Our last episode. Our last episode. At least um, didn't even realise last week's was the penultimate episode, so this is just the ultimate episode. Um, although not in terms of research, we've been, except for Albanian. Albanian has been the one that we've really, or you've really hammered down on. Yeah. Um, whereas I've... With help from a, a resident Albanian. Resident Albanian. Sure. Although he's not here. He's not here. But he will be listening on the playoff. Of course, man. He's oh, a loyal fan. He's a loyal fan. fan. Just doesn't know yet. Um, otherwise, apart from Albanian, we're going to be talking about uh, three other somewhat isolate languages. Um, that includes Greek, Armenian, Armenian, and, and Georgian. Georgian. Um, two of which are they're both neighbors to or like Armenian and Georgian are uh, neighbors. Uh, and so are Albanian, Albania, and Greece. Well, um, yeah, Georgian is one of the weirdest languages. I think they're all quite Strange. really unique languages. Yeah. Um, this is kind of us just kind of finishing off Europe. Um, if you do, you, do we consider the Caucasus European for now? For now, for now. Um, the, they're in the Eurovision, so yeah, they're in. Hello, Australia is as well. No, yeah, and Israel is. Um, that is true. But I suppose not the first made-up country to be in Eurovision. Um, Albania. Yeah, Albania is one of them. Um, and the UK, and or does, does that compete on its? Does that compete as a UK or as a UK? Oh wow! I feel like that's such disrespect to like. That that's the real proof that Eurovision isn't a sport or like any kind. Of... Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's just like isn't the, it? Because it doesn't have like Spain or Northern Ireland, or Wales. It just has UK. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I say Spain? You said Spain or Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Um, I was thinking there for a minute. Spain, the constituent member of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Anyways, um, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you have a... Sorry, do you want to start with Armenian? Yeah. Armenian. Okay. Let me. <laughs> stretch out so um, much information coming here yeah I know right so Armenian um, actually is a really interesting language <laughs> actually I want to start with Greek so yeah, uh, I'm going to start with Greek um, yeah. and Greek is the one that I really honestly looked at as, as you can tell by my reluctance to really talk about Armenian but um, it's it's one of the most interesting because it's the like one of the longest like attested languages we have like the oldest language we have like evidence of um existing written evidence um it's had like all of its different stages honestly it almost has had as many stages as latin which has had about like 10 different stages um so greek oldest recorded language of the indo-european group um you have 13 plus million speakers most obviously i think around 11 million in greece but then you have about a million in cyprus 
Um, some in Albania. Some in Albania. And then you have different diasporas in America, in Italy, in Turkey. Um, although, obviously, what we're going to talk about is that a lot of those Greeks in Turkey would have probably been there before the Turks were there. You know? Oh, yeah, I mean, long you know? before. Because like, the thing is, like we always, like, yeah, like the idea of Greece existed. But let's see, there was never a unified Greece back then. But yeah. the whole, the Greek kingdom was stretched all through Turkey up to, like, near the, near the Caucasus as well. And Crimea. Yeah, kind of Pontus. Yeah, um, so, like... Just before the end of the Ottoman Empire. Trebizond, I'm going to say, is another one. Yeah, Trebizond, yeah. Um, which is now like Trabzonspor, I think yeah. is the name of it. At least the football club out there is like, called yeah, Trabzonspor. Like, even like, just like, just after World War One, like in the 1920s, you had almost two million Greeks. Sent, packing. Uh, yeah, in, um, in, um, or in Turkey. Yeah. And they killed about 900,000 of them, and the rest of them. And plenty of Turks were sent the other way, to yeah. be fair. Or yeah. from like Thrace. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But, it, um, but they're all gone now from yeah. just about 10,000 Greek speakers, I'd say, in Turkey or so. so yeah, yeah. That many. it's tough. Um, tough times. Tough times never last. Only tough Greeks last. Um, anyway, so the first record, or like, this is the first part of um, Greek being like divergent from um, regular like Proto Indo European. Uh, happened about 4,000 years ago, 2000 BC. Um, the people entering Greek Greece at the time probably came from around like the Black Sea region, Ukraine. Um, this was the last time Greece or Greek was a single dialect, if I remember right. Um, because obviously this would have been quite a small group of people relative relative to like the later populations that spoke Greece. Um, this is the first time, if we talked about as we talked about previously, where uh languages started pronouncing hundred. Kentum with a hard C, this is the first time that um, Greek uh, began to use um, a hard C instead of a soft C. And then also there were, we we also start seeing, it's kind of like, because oh, this language is like unattested, this Proto-Greek, uh, it's hard, you kind of like, just like, if changes were made, if we, let's say we find later changes, right, and then there's a gap, we just kind of like, okay, well that gap change yeah. must have happened in there. Um, in the bit that's unattested. Um, so this happens, like, I think, well, we might come into this later with Georgian, but these, like, special, like, laryngeal sounds, which is, like, way back... Way back in the throat. At, at the back of the throat. Uh, started emerging in Greek um, during its, like, Proto-Greek phase 4,000 years ago. And then we start reaching Ancient Greek, which is split into three periods, which I'm going to bang out really quickly. Um, actually, not because I really like Mycenaean... Have you ever looked at like the bronze, late Bronze Age collapse or any of that stuff no. in history? This is like ancient apocalypse, right? So you have this old form of Greek culture. This is like, I'm going to go hard on the history bit today as opposed yeah. to the language. Um, called Mycenaean Greeks. Um, centered a lot around Crete, around a place that is now today called Mykonos, but it's not the Mykonos of legend. Um, they use a script called Linear B, taken from like I think a Cretan script called Linear A. Um, it's kind of like the time like I think Minoan the culture. What was it? What's like the Minotaur? That's Minus, the one. Minotaur, um, yeah. He's the or like those are like the myths from that era. And then all of a sudden, just as like the same as like uh, Egypt, the that that Egyptian the contemporary Egyptian kingdom, and I think all the Middle Eastern kingdoms as well. They all just randomly collapsed, and there's no we have no idea what happened. But basically. We have writing from this period, and then we have about 400 years where there's no writing of Greek recorded whatsoever, um, called the Dark Age Greek, because it literally we don't know what it sounds yeah. like because it has no uh, evidence whatsoever. Um, so about that last that Dark Age lasts after this like Bronze Age collapse. It's we don't know what happened. It was a mix of like invasions, earthquakes, 
uh, kind of like seven seals of hell kind of shit. Um, probably like climate related and migration related, uh, most likely. And then we reach archaic, the archaic, well, I wasn't actually going to write talk about this at all, but then I realised apparently a lot of like the stuff we consider about Greek to be like kind of ancient, mm. like emerging this period, like Athenian democracy, Sparta being kind of crazy, uh, like a military slave state. Um, and then we reach classical um, Greek in like 500, 300 BC. Um, and that has like, I think that has like the Socrates, the Plato, the Homer, the like all those famous texts that we now look at. Um, and then we reach like the long, one of the longest periods of Greek, which is called Coin Greek, which is like where we really get um, to Greek that makes sense to people because actually this is something we're going to get on later, but um, like we are Greek, Greeks now would have an easier time understanding like this, like pre-Christian Greek than we would have understanding like pre-Shakespearean mm. English. Um, although like Greece is like an extremely like, conservative language in the sense that um, it hasn't changed that much, relatively speaking, relative to other languages over the last, like, 3,000 years. It hasn't really spread as much, either. This is true. Like, Although, well, like, like, yeah, it's used in, like, a lot of scientific words and English words, but yeah. as, like, it's... You get Greek now in Greece and formerly in Turkey and Cyprus, possibly, yet. But I was about to come on to the period where Greece probably, Greek probably reached just, like, kind of zenith in terms of, like, ge- geography, which yeah. is, like, Alexander the Great. Well, yeah. yeah. Greek kingdoms in India, in North Africa, in North, in, in Egypt, yeah. as far like up north as like uh, I think in Crimea they had one as well as Greek colonies like Marseille comes from the Greek name from Massalia, Naples comes from Neapolis. We have um, Greek colonies in I think it's called it's Bactria then, but now it's like kind of Kyrgyzstan type. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Um, yeah, so. Greece at this point, for like maybe 30 years under Alexander, really spread its arms and left the kind of like, it, even after he died, they remained kind of Greek kingdoms as far away as India. Um, and this, surprisingly enough, despite the fact it grew in area so much, this period of like Greek, Hellenism. La- yeah, exactly. Like it, it's called Alexandrian Greek, Biblical Greek and Hellenistic Greek. And you might think like the Bible was written down 400 years after Alexander, but the, the fact is, is that it managed to maintain such a continuity between over 600 years, despite spreading from like Marseille on one end to India on the other. Um, and this, like this part of Greek remains official in the Roman empire up until it officially fell a thousand years later in 1453 in Constantinople. Um, this is what the new Testament, the Testament was first written in. Like, I feel like Greek was, like, cool before that. Like, you know how, like, all the stuff we... All this philosophical stuff I have to look at now it's either Greek was written or... in Latin. Yeah. And before that, when Latin was, like, the people's language... Yeah. Everything that was kind of academic was written in Greek. Yeah. Um, so, then you get medieval Greek, uh, just called Byzantine Greek, also. And then that's the, the, that's the last period before modern Greek. Um... And despite having like so many different phases, there's a huge amount of continuity between the different parts. Um, one of the key like difference or like results of having like a really like posh written archaic Greek was that you had this huge different had these huge differences with the spoken Greek of everyday people, um, which is obviously called demotic Greek, uh, which makes sense given like democracy and demos and all those words. Uh, versus I think it was like. 
had I had the pronunciation earlier. It's like Catherine Vusa or something like that, and that's like comes from a kind of I I do know that um I think that might be related to like kind of elder Greek or something like that, like that kind of word uh, word in English. Um, but this was like really high literature Shakespearean Greek, and eventually in nineteen seventy six the demotic Greek was named standard Greek, and it was a yeah. big victory for. I don't know. Greek speakers. Greece, Greek speakers who, yeah. you know, didn't have to change their language every time they wanted to write a letter to their granny or something like that, you know. Mm. Um, but Greece is like a top language. I actually really enjoyed looking at it. Top class. Top language. Top 10 class. out of 10. Um, That's good. It, it's like, it, it like, let's say, like, like, grammar, like, it, actually like a really like free word order, but like, typically they write the same way as us where they put the subject, then verb, then object. Um, let me see if anything else written down. It, so that difference between the written and spoken was called the glossia. I meant to mention that. Um, and also the fact that it's maintained like a huge amount of unity between its old and its new. Yeah. Um, or its old dialects and its new dialects. Um, I was actually looking at this Lang Focus video on, um, the in the influence on English, mm. and I was saying I think in like remember we looked at his video and it was like a. Is French or is English Germanic or Romance, yeah. Yeah, and it'd be like thirty percent, forty percent or something like that. And then, and then Greek. Greek was like six percent. Yeah. Well actually it was interesting that um if you consider I remember we did that we've done this in like philosophy of mind, like uh like type versus token, which actually makes my mind blue. But if you if you take um like a whole like dictionary of every single English word, um and count each individual word as like okay this is like rather than taking which is most commonly used you just yeah. take each word as independent yeah. and worth the next word so yeah. like the word and is worth as much as some proper mad scientific greek related word it actually comes up to 15 percent of english is greek yeah um but if you apply apply kind of apply depends it. on how far back you're willing to look or how detailed like how much you're willing to split up a word true, to look true, true. Like this is true um like Whereas, like, stuff like, let's say, words like proto and, like, um, even words like alpha, you know what I mean? Which is just directed, uh, tried, um, straight from Greek nowadays. Um, we just wouldn't think about it, really. Yeah, whereas words... So there's a difference between, like, yeah, you're right. There's a difference between, like, the words now being just ripped straight from Greek. Yeah. Whereas I think, like, the word church originally comes from the Greek for, like, chair. And, like, the word for, like, priest comes from the Greek yeah, for elder. Like you take down one piece of... Like, like 4,000 years ago, this kind of change occurred. Yeah. Um... So, up to fifteen percent of English is Greek. We're all Where's Greeks. the book? Where's the book? It's all Greek to me. Right. Shit, I'm dropping shit everywhere. Um, I actually meant to look at that, but it's kind of like a comedy book about um, kind of like ancient Greece. I'll give it to you on the way out. Yeah, I, I can't read. You can't read. That's my. Well, I can't read ancient Greek. Yeah, fair enough. I can um, read letters. I think I know as well. Well then. Good luck talking about Georgian later. That is yeah. Oh, that's a mess. I might, might just get out of the way. That kind of looks like yeah. You know, do you ever get like the settings on your phone where you can type in like wingdings or whatever? Well, yeah, that's or, what Georgian looks or like. Or just kind of like when like somebody comes up with some weird elfish language. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just kind of like draw squiggles because that thing is like, and like it has three different alphabets. That's the interesting thing. Cause it's yeah. like up until like, I think it was in the forties or so. Could have even been later, maybe sixties or seventies. Actually, it could have been later. Twentieth century. Twentieth century, sometime. <laughs> Might even have been after independence. But up until then, there had been three di like different alphabets for Georgian. All of them almost like very, very different from yeah. each other. 
Um, so much so that like one person who understood one of the alphabets couldn't understand the other one. Um, and they were called, there's, honestly, I can't like pronounce them, it's a pain in the ass, but they were called like Asam Tavruli, and you had Nushkori, but then you had like Mechedruli. So these were like the three. Truly, like. <laughs> and like, these were Do the they not know we'd be laughing at them? Like exactly. <laughs> so these were the three ones. But then they made like Mechedruli like the standard one. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody can read now. But then still, I think one of them is considered like kind of the cursive version of it, the mm. fancy one. And they still use it on government buildings, but the issue is like 90% of the people just don't know what it is. Can't read it? Yeah. Like, is it that different that you wouldn't be able to yeah, read it? Yeah, they just kind of like, you'll see it in the Drupinski thing. Like, they just don't. Interesting. Like, they're taught it in school, but they yeah. just forget it after they leave and they just have no clue what We're it We're going to have a few different clips from, I think it was like two Drupinski and then we just got this random girl speaking Greek, which is very lovely. Um, and then just for like a minute, just so we can get a kind of feel yeah. for it. Um, just before we break away from Greek and maybe go into a video where we get to hear a bit of it, um, it was one of the first um, languages to really have a stress system. Like, you know how, like, we put emphasis on certain words yeah. or certain sounds in a word, whereas, like, in Mandarin or something like that, you have, like, different pitches and stuff <laughs> like that, and that has a different sound. Like, that has a different meaning, I mean. Yeah. Um, Greek was probably one of the first examples of a language being stress-based rather than pitch-based. And just cut down trees and all that. Anyways, it also has a load of different. Actually, this is a really interesting thing. It was kind of like um. So if you look at like the tree, the family tree, you got like Proto-Indo-European, and then you got Greek or Hellenistic, and then you got Greek, and then or Hellenic. Sorry, Hellenistic. Big difference. Um, but there are a couple different dialects of Greek which are quite different. Um, including this really interesting one called Siconian, in just like kind of. South, I think it was like near like Corinth in Greece and it diverged I think it was before it diverged from Greece Greek earlier than biblical Greek so it came from that kind of so- Socrates Plato Greek and this is like a diet it only has like a couple hundred elderly speakers but it diverged from Greek literally like 2500 years ago and um, from the ancient uh this ancient group of people called the Dorians right you know ever seen those like Doric uh, columns yeah. so um, versus Ionic columns Ionic and, and Corinthian. Corinthians as well. Um, the Dorians were basically like considered like imagine like the twelve tribes of Israel, but like the four tribes of Greece. Yeah, the Dorians were one of them. The boring ones. Um, as opposed to Ionic or I think the other there's two other ones like that, basically like Athenian or yeah. Attic and stuff. Um, so Sicodian, probably the one which is, and it's not mutually intelligible with modern Greek as well. So really, it has the most right to say it's its own little language. Um. There's also Pontic Greek, which is spoken by, I think, like a couple ten thousand people in North Turkey, as well as a diaspora of people who have obviously left over the past hundred years. Uh, as well, you got Cypriot Greek, which kind of does have its own claim to being a language. Um, yeah, it start, It, it kind of diverges. Yeah, depends how long ago it diverged. It kind of has less and more of a right of being called a language. Pontic um, Greek has eight hundred thousand speakers. Eight hundred thousand. Are those in Greece or Turkey? I'm curious. I think they're in Greece. There's yeah. like there's not that many Turks in Greece. I feel or, or Greeks in Turkey. Yeah. Greeks in Turkey. Anyway, doing research on the spot as I you know, can right? tell. Um, there's only. I think Greece is, itself has like five thousand more, more like central dialects on the mainland, which are like north towards like Macedonia, uh, south in like the Peloponnese, and southeast in like the islands towards like Rhodes, um, as well as you got like a kind of um, Ionic dialects, which actually isn't towards like historical Ionia, it's more like towards like Albania. Um, 
And then Greece also Greece also brought in took from Indo European a bit of uh, three different genders. I'm pretty sure. Um, and it also had has like the same number system that we do. It used to have a dual number, where you could basically, if you wanted to say a pair of something, you could say there was a special way of saying a pair as opposed to more than a pair. Um, and then maybe we could hear some Greek now. That would be wonderful. Um, two bits on Greek. One is um, just we're gonna do a bit about Cyprus from Drubinsky, and then um, finally we're gonna look at. Uh, the other one, the sounds of Greek. Right now, I'm standing on the Greek side of Cyprus, but right over that wall behind me is the Turkish side. The capital of Nicosia, where I am now, is the only capital city on Earth that's split between two continents, Europe and Asia. What does that mean? It means people on this side of the island speak Greek, are mostly Orthodox Christians, and identify themselves as Greek Cypriots. And on that side, they speak Turkish, are mostly Sunni Muslims, and call themselves Turkish Cypriots. Why is Cyprus divided in the first place? Before I go on, I must disclose that I hate politics and this is not an opinionated video or a political debate. My intention in making this video is to teach you some facts about Cyprus that I've learned while being here, as well as share unbiased observations of what I'm seeing. Cyprus is a small island in the East Mediterranean Sea, about the size of Connecticut, with 1.1 million people. Evidence of human activity on the island dates back to the 10th century BC, and throughout history, many world powers have established themselves here, including the Greeks, Egyptians, Assyrians, Persians, Turkish, and the British. The island gained independence from Britain in 1960, and shortly after, tensions arose between the Greek and Turkish communities living on the island. Violent clashes between the two groups led to the United Nations peacekeeping force setting up along the so-called Green Line. The name comes from the green pencil that the UN general used to draw the line on the map. On July 20th, 1974, Turkish troops invaded Cyprus, which led to an immediate division separating the Greek and Turkish people along the green line, which still exists today, some 43 years later. As I wander around the Greek side of Nicosia, I don't see any signs of conflict, tensions, or unhappiness. I see a peaceful place with happy people, hanging out in hip cafes, chilling outside, and enjoying the sunshine. Life is good. If you never told me there's a complicated border one mile away, then I'd never know. But so far, I've only seen life on the Greek side of Nicosia. What's it like on the other side of the border? I'm very curious to know, and there's only one way to find out. Walking across the border is like time stood still for 43 years. Old walls, unfinished paint, strange vibes. Photos weren't allowed, so I had to sneak a few in. After I successfully crossed the border, all right, I have officially entered Turkish Cyprus. I spent a few hours exploring the Turkish side of Nicosia, and it's interesting because it's not the Euro anymore, it's the Turkish Lira, and all signs are in Turkish. There were a lot of shops and cafes like the Greek side, but it was a lot less lively. The highlight here was going in the huge mosque, where I chilled for a while to escape the heat. I was planning to go back to the Greek side after this, but my curiosity grew larger about Turkish Cyprus, so I jumped on a local bus and headed north to an ancient coastal city called Kyrenia. It was absolutely beautiful. Check out the views from this castle. So, what's next for Cyprus? Reunification talks have been going on for decades, but no action has taken place. Who knows what the future will bring, but let's just hope it's not war. So that was our man Drabinski, who we offload our research to yeah, um, whenever we're bored it's, it's what we do. Um, and finally we're going to listen to um, I can't remember the channel we got it from but we were desperately searching for someone to speak Greek for only like two or three minutes um, and yeah I think it's from the first minute of the next video here we go Oilios
and that is what I'm going to do today. I will read the first paragraph of the first chapter of the book The Secrets of the Swamp from Penelope Delta. I totally recommend uh, that you read it either in Greek, if you are familiar with the Greek language, or in English, or in your language. Okay, let's get started. Ο ήλιος, χαμηλώνοντας, ρόδιζε τις χιονισμένες Maybe some technical difficulties in this video. Hold on. Perhaps. That's actually. Huh? She disappeared. The Greek speaker. Yeah. We had her there. Oh, she was chatting some serious fire. Some serious stuff. Um. Alright, so we might try and get that up again. Maybe you could introduce us to a bit of Albania, Albania. while you're at it, just before we um, we'll find this Greek one. Oh, who's, got, who's gone blank on us? I was I was hoping that uh, Dritro would be here. Where is he? Wait, check wait, who who's in the listeners. Who nice one is? I I I really doubt that is Dritro. <laughs> Doesn't seem like Dritro. But anyway, yeah, and I I'll admit he he's the one who ended up giving me half of the research and information for this. He's quite passionate about Albania, considering he's reasonable Albanian, right? Well, yeah, Cosmin Albanian, but arguably Albania, arguably the fake country, but. We'll continue on with it. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's straight from his mouth, right? Oh, like, yeah. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know if it's real or not. He can't even tell. I've never heard Richard be passionate about Albania. Anyways. Never. No. This entire like page or I have three, like a, I, three A4 pages that he's got written without passion is completely it's devoid a, of passion. Exactly. But Albania is interesting because it's one of the last language isolates left in Europe. It's so is it a complete isolate? It's a complete isolate. So it's, it could be like pre... Indo-European. It's pre. It's pre-Indo-European. Okay. It's so part it's of like, like a. Basque, it's, like. A, it's a Proto-Balkan language that mm -hmm. was there before, um, like any Slavic language, any Romance yeah. language, um, and there's many links to Greek though. There are many links to Greek. Like there are many links to Greek, but the thing is, at the same, like some people, they don't know whether it's de descended from Greek or whether it's not descended from Greek. Maybe um, Dritro will come give out to me if I'm wrong about that. I can't tell. But see, there is like a, an argument whether it's oh, descended from Illyrian or Th or Thracian. Which uh, Illyria is, is an area in Greece. The islands. The islands. It's is islands it, it's kind of Corfu. Yeah. yeah okay. Thrace is towards like towards Greece. Kind, kind, kind of like Bulgaria, Constantinople, yeah, or like Istanbul. Yeah. Like. Um, but they say that it's not Thracian. The, the chance of it being Thracian is low because of the fact that. The grammar doesn't match or it's just incompatible because for example in Thracian they put the adjective at the end of a word but you just can't do that in Albanian okay, yeah, okay. so it's most likely linked to Illyrian language um it's, it's quite interesting that the fact that it's also survived this long considering Albania was constantly been under foreign rule it was yeah, under like Roman, Greeks, Romans Greeks then Romans then the Turks then Italy ruled it for a few years. Yeah, did, yeah. And then it Zog. Zog, King Zog. King Zog. <laughs> King Zog. And then you have the Italians. There was also a Skanderbeg. I remember. Oh, Skanderbeg was an interesting one. I just remember in, in, in EU4, he's like a six-star general. Yeah. And it's like a big deal if you if you can get... If you're like trying to sort of make survivors the Byzantines, you have to get Albania as an ally just yeah. to get Skanderbeg. Like. Um, and it's yeah, it's interesting how it survived, but the, I think the reason it has survived, same with like it's some of the last ones too, along with... um. 
Basque and Breton. And the reason they've survived so long is because of mountainous regions. Now, I don't think I don't think Brittany is very mountainous. It is, it is a pretty on the edge of Europe. Yeah, it's, it's on the edge of Europe. The Basque is very mountainous, and so is Albania, and hence why it managed to survive so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, over the years, it has developed to a point where. 60% of modern Albanian has some sort of link borrowing from Romance languages. Really? It has a very heavy influence. But what they did was they just kind of... As, as, as it's dri- interesting as dri- it, yeah. it's borrowed from Romance as opposed to maybe Slavic. Yeah, it is interesting. But I feel like the fact that it was under Roman rule for so long, yeah. same with the fact that Romania has become... Yeah. Or Romania and Romanian is a Romance language yeah, stuck yeah. in the middle of uh, Eastern Europe. And like I said, that's the same with Albanian is... Um, it's to, it borrowed a lot from it, but it was kind of it just beca- they took romance words, Latin words, and just made them into incom- incomprehensible mm-hmm. words. Because Albanian is weird, is weird in its pronunciation as well. Yeah. Um, and they use they use this like e with the two dots, like French. But apparently, if that is in between, if that letter is in the middle of the word, it just isn't pronounced. It's silent. It's very strange. Um, and like Albanian spoken by. Well, two million Albanians in Albania, and yeah. then but one million Kosovans or Kosovars, Kosovans in Kosovo, and then parts of Macedonia as well. Yeah. So like it's 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 a pretty wide reaching. Macedonia was actually an interesting one we were talking about because mm-hmm. it was like you had like Alexander the Great. Great. He's kind of like pre-current Macedonians, Macedonians. Yeah, they share Mac- the same yeah, name. Macedon. But... You you kind of like Greek Macedonia and then Macedonian Macedonia. Yeah. But they're Bulgarians as well. Yeah. They speak Bulgarian pretty much. Exactly. They speak so very like... similar to Bulgaria. Um. Despite like having like close ties to Greece yeah. and Albania, as you said, like maybe like a, yeah. like, a, like geography, it's gonna like inevitable that they're gonna have some kind of some relationship. Sort of, yeah, twenty percent of Macedonians <clears throat> speak Albanian, so yeah. it's it certainly made its made its way into like a lot of countries. Yeah. Um, and like what was it? What was it he had put down? Like there was like there's a really weird way they. Well, what they do is they kind of. You notice with a lot of Albanian words is they take the ones that are borrowed from Romance languages. Yeah. They they take off any letters that just aren't necessary. Uh huh. Like like, in what, like like if you have an example. Unstressed syllables. Oh, like unstressed syllables. Oh. They were taken off. Yeah, so yeah. for example, you have the word the Latin word amicus, which yeah. means friend, becomes just meek. Yeah. Oh, right. In uh in, in Albanian, and then like same with like say medicus is doctor. That's just becomes meek. Wow. They just they take off anything yeah, yeah. that's just not needed and just. Which is like, which makes fair. Okay, yeah, makes fair. Makes sense. I feel like you're gonna have a lot of words that are very similar and very short. Yeah. As a result. Uh, that's, what noticed, very that's what I've noticed from well. Albanian is you have really short. Then like your po is yes and yo is no. Yo is no. And then you get really weird ones. Like for example, the whole thing about for example that which is hello. I can't even spell that out. You see, but apparently you don't pronounce mm. the e with the two dots in the middle. Once again, if Dutch was actually Persian for health, which for is health. which is kind of like a. Saying slanch to everyone on there. Exactly. Or pro, or is it pro, uh, what is it in German? Uh, Gesundheit. Is Gesundheit, yeah. Um, which um, is almost like a kind of like bless you, right? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. And it's um, also one of the, it's also like one of the few languages in Europe, like along with like Icelandic and Greek, which uses the kind of, a heavy kind of, th throughout yeah, it. Like, yeah. yeah, you have that in English, but like, it's like, in, in like Icelandic, you have the weird D, like letter. And yeah, like, oh, I do. I'm and right. like, you also notice that when you hear Greek, it's very, it's a very kind of like a tha yeah, yeah. everything, and Albanian has that, which is quite uncommon in Europe. So it kind of has maybe like some phonetic similarities yeah. to. It has a lot of it has phonetic similarities, and because obviously, it, if it is true that it developed from 
uh, Illyrian. It developed from the same region as Greek. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that's kind of Albanian. Look, you can talk about Albanian And is there, history. like, would you know if there's a big difference between, like, Kosovo and Albanian and... Yes, actually. Well, actually, apparently there's, Albanian, like, not Albanian. that... Yeah, because I remember I asked Drake, because, like, I wonder, like, uh, if he spoke a different form of Al- Albanian. Because apparently there's two different. You have Geg, or Geg. Yeah. And then you have... Tusk. So Geg is like the northern form of like the northern dialect of Albanian, which would be spoken North Albania and Kosovo. And Kosovo, and then Tusk is in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, you're saying there isn't that much of a difference. But like, is are just dialects, but they're still intelligent, yeah, yeah, yeah. like mutually intelligible. It's just almost like having a weird yeah. accent or something. Like that. And I feel like it would be kind of hard for it to have developed so much because it's such a small region. Yeah, it's only and it's only like I'm gonna say like in the last like, two, three hundred years, like. Become like like Albania as a nation, right? Yeah, as an, as an, like kind of identity. Yeah, yeah. Of, like yeah, like I think what, I can't tell if there was a separate like Ottoman vassal state for yeah. Albania or like I know Albania it 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 existed before the Turks came, but then yeah. it went like a long through like a long period of let's say like three four hundred years before it became reestablished the yeah. way we know now. Exactly, and, and it only became a nation after World War One. Yeah, or World War No, no, sorry, no, just or, before, but no, just before, before, before World War One, and then it obviously Italy arrives and. Kind of ruin that. Ruin it it seems to have like this intermittent Joja, which is kind of built a, yeah, million, yeah. a million bunkers and for a country of yeah. two million people. Yeah, and everyone just left. Yeah. Um, in the eighties and nineties, which is a well, a lot of Albanian speakers have made their way into Greece, and there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of Albanians in Italy and a lot of Albanians in Romania. Apparently. Yeah. And there's like a weird like mutual and there's like kind of like a relationship, a close relationship between Albania and Romania. Probably because they're the two odd ones out in terms of in. Like not being scene. so Slavic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, nice language. We might get, we might hopefully be able to get our uh, Greek speaker to talk about some Greek. Although it may start from the beginning again, so hopefully we can well, get we'll that. Go. The first chapter of the book, The Secrets of the Swamp, from Penelope Delta. I totally recommend. Uh, that you read it either in Greek, if you are familiar with the Greek language, or in English, or in your language. Okay, let's get started. Ο ήλιος, χαμηλώνοντας, ρόδιζε τις χιονισμένες κορυφές του Ολύμπου. Χρήσιζε τους νερόλακους που είχε αφήσει εδώ και εκεί η χθεσινή βροχή στο λασπωμένο κάμπο, που απλώνονταν ως πέρα, σταχτής, άχαρος, έρημος. Πηδώτης από το ένα πόδι στο άλλο, Σηκώνοντας κάθε φορά από ένα σβόλο λάσπη στο κάθε του τσαρούχι, γοργά προχωρούσε ένα νέο αγόρι. Μόνο ζωντανό πλάσμα στη πλατιά αυτή ερημιά, άφοβα, αμέριμνα, περιφρονώντας τον κάματο του δρόμου, μέσα στο μαλακό, λασπιασμένο χώμα. Οκ, okay, I think now you got a general understanding of how Greek sounds like. Um, if you enjoyed what's in this video, don't forget to like and check the rest of my videos. Okay, so moving on from Greek and Albanian, are we finished with Albanian? We're gonna like I don't know what else to say. It's a it's it's, Very... a uni- it's unique because it's not linked to anything. It's like Basque in yeah. terms of what there is. There's but would you say it has had more like influence? Sorry, we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're heading straight it's, out it's from Greek lot, back had, into Albanian. Yeah, it's had like it's had like a much heavier influence from other languages. Other languages, because Basque's like yeah has loan words from Romance, but apparently it's only like between fifteen and. Th- 30%, yeah. but like Albanian is apparently up to like 60%. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, that's Albanian. That's, that's Albanian. Cool. I, hope, I hope I haven't offended Dritro if he ever listens to this. Um, yeah, we devoted. We're gonna lots devote, of love. Yeah. I would I would go into more detail, but we're out of time. What alphabet does it use? Latin alphabet. Latin, Latin alphabet. alphabet. Yeah. Which is the only language we're gonna use uh, talk about today that uses the alf- Latin alphabet. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know? it's way too good. Because the Greek Greek alphabet, Greek Georgian like script, alpha, beta, gamma, yeah, epsilon, delta, all that. Is stuff. Armenian script very? I feel like I mean to me Armenian script. There is the actually an interesting Georgian. relationship, but we're going to move on to Armenian and Georgian yeah. now, or Caucasian languages. Mm-hmm. Um, both isolates to some extent. Um, Georgian comes from a kind of like Kardavellian um, group. Yeah. Which has a lot. Is I think Armenian some other ones. Or? No, Armenian is. I believe it's an isolate. Um, it might have some like smaller offshoots that maybe branch similar to like I think like I was reading about like Georgian. I like it's kind of like Zan and like Lan and all these different ones. Um, which one do you want to do first? I'm do Armenian. No, I'm okay. going to just shout uh, out to go, Georgian because yeah. it has the weird stuff. Um, Armenian uh, is is also very strange. I actually want to talk about its alphabet probably more than anything because it is entirely different to both Georgian alphabet, which we're going to get onto, um, as well as the Latin alphabet, as well as the Greek alphabet, and the Cyrillic alphabet, and every other alphabet. Um, it does involve drawings on a page, so in that sense it is similar. But even it's like kind of like question marks, um, exclamation marks, they're different. Even they have this like way of like, you know how maybe you might use like in, on WhatsApp or something, you might put like asterisks on either side of a word to make it like bold. Yeah. They have their own way of doing that they have a unique symbol um for that um, actually i've written down here hold on get a second monitor oh. so similar you know how, like alpha alphabet comes from like alpha and beta yeah. first way similar to that's the exact same actually as um the the word for the armenian alphabet which is ibben and ib or a what i i y b is the first letter and ben is the second letter and that, oh, it's just kind of like a means we don't have to have two B's right next to each other. And so it does, like it's kind of like, has no relationship to our alphabets, but it is kind of inspired by. Yeah. Because it is left to right. It is horizontal. It is, which you might think is like kind of obvious, but like it is those things. And it does have these things called ligatures. And you know how in French, when you have like an A and an E together, you kind of merge them into this one. They have a few of those as well. Um, it was invented by this guy, I think around like 401 maybe AD. Um, this this guy who was kind of like a, a priest to some extent called Meshrop Mastos, um, which is honestly a brilliant name. It is. Um, for like, I think he like wrote loads of hymns and he clearly decided he needed something to write the hymns in and maybe didn't. Well, like I feel like you have to often like you have to kind of know a language to make a language so he probably was knew his like greek um alphabet and stuff but anyways it's been used like alf- like uh, armenian can all, i'm pretty sure also be written in like arabic and um latin scripts and greek scripts yeah because like armenians a lot like we always well like modern armenia is tiny mm-hmm. but armenia you, like armenians spread everywhere exactly like, everywhere. back in the something, day was... something up to like 10 million People in Turkey are of, mm-hmm. our, are of our, like Armenian descent. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, like I was even looking at this economist. I was thinking I was having to maybe look at him for uh, my politics essay, which is on, not yet started, but currently being researched. Um, I know, I think actually one of those books up there, you see, I got from the library, one of them might be written by this 
Turkish guy of like Armenian descent who yeah. um I think I remember he like the Turks invited him like to be like the I mean ambassador to Armenia and he was like no I don't want to kind of cover up for how much you yeah. often talk shit about Armenia. Anyways, it was used there's I think there's like ten, thousands of books written I think it was like two thousand books were written in Turkish yeah. using the Armenian script, which is really interesting given the relationship between Armenia and Turkey. Yeah. Um has been rocky to say the least. Um, but hey, Biden's just gonna today. He's, he's fixing it. No, Biden's officially like recognizing the oh, Armenian genocide. That's good. That's a good good step forward. Actually, actually, this is a this is the new this is a new piece we've on the spot new new decree right um, from the committee to make new pieces in our make new bits in our radio show. Um, remember, I sent you that piece about Britain. Yeah. So this week in languages, uh, this radio show managed to uh, lobby the entire French nation into. Uh, recognizing uh, minority languages, including Breton. So, give ourselves a pat on the back. This includes our lovely loyal listeners. We are um, very proud of ourselves and you guys. Yeah. So, thanks everyone for the hard work. Breton is here to stay. Oh, it can now receive like state funding in schools, and I think people now have a right to be educated in Breton. And um, so, yeah. Just on a side note, this week in languages, this week in international relations as well. We have a bit of Joe Biden. Genocide, recognizing stuff, yeah. um, which is good. Um, so it was used. The Armenian script was used to write Turkish up until about the nineteen fifties, mm. um, as well as Kurdish in Soviet Armenia, which I'm pretty sure only like was a thing in the nineteen twenties, um, or no, sorry, that's not necessarily true, but like it took like that yeah. in the nineteen twenties, um, so we actually never got around to Kurdish. I wonder if that's kind of like. That's a really interesting language because it's like it's been written in Iranian scripts in yeah. Latin Turkish scripts and in Arabic. Arabic. Yeah. Um, that's a real head record. But um, so the Armenian alphabet is probably like I'm gonna say like the most unique part of Armenian, given the fact that even other lang- languages that's like Albanian and uh, Basque don't, or it didn't make their own. Uh, yeah. These guys kind of you know. I don't know took, took their opportunity to like, really compl- be completely quirky in every single way. Um, so more about the guy Mesrop, Mesrop, sorry, Mashtots. Um, he also, we're not sure, right? But um, some people also think he had a role in the Georgian alphabet. Um, he also, this is kind of, this is a really strange one. It kind of takes me a while to wrap my head around this. It was also responsible for the Caucasian Albanian uh, alphabet, mm. right? These aren't Albanians. They're just called Albanians, yeah. and they're in the Caucasus. I think they were like kind of like dark, like kind of fifth century to eighth century. I'm actually going to open the Wikipedia on them because it was a really. It almost sounds like a, a thing that like, what's the one like, like it's almost contradicting itself by saying it, um. But it's a Caucasus is honestly like a, mecca for, new or unique. Um, alphabets. So some some scholars do, some academics, scholars, whatever you want to call them, um, do believe that this this guy who I mentioned, Mashtots, um, may have been somewhat responsible, or at least people took pretty heavy inspiration when they were making the Georgian alphabet from this guy. Um, he was. Oh wow, he's venerated in multiple different churches, including the Catholic Church, which is interesting. Um, but I'd say this was like four hundred, so this was like probably like pre any kind of split in Christianity. Yeah. Question mark. I think. Uh, 400. 
She's better. BC or AD? Well, obviously it's Christianity, so it's gonna be AD. Oh. Man just got me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Boom. All right. I realize. I realize. So, anyways, messed up pop History guy. And um, basically, lingui- linguistic god had the balls to make his own alphabet. And um, now we're going to get onto Georgian, including its weird, weird very weird, weird sounds. Geonosian. Geonosian. Yeah. Star Wars, alien type sounds. Yeah. Um, it's. Um, do you want to give us an introduction yeah. to Georgian? Yeah. The best way I ever heard describe it was it's, you know, it's not gibberish, it's Georgian. And it's very accurate because it's. It's a very. They use very guttural. They, 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 they use sounds from the back of the throat. That from just, the gutter. You just called the Georgians from the gutter, man. Oh, did I don't know. I apologize. Get off the show. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I've already been. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, it has, so basically, Georgian is spoken, of course, in Georgia, but it's one of the oldest languages in the region as well, it comes from the Kartvelian languages, yeah. um, yeah, there are a number of smaller Kartvelian, like, like, Abkhaz, spoken in Abkhazia, yeah, yeah. whether you recognize Dem them, yeah, whether you re- recognize them or not as a, as a state, but Georgian will be the biggest of the northern, uh, Kartvelian languages, and, um, it's like the only like it's it's one of the hardest languages for non-Georgians to learn. So it's only really spoken. Really? It's only ever really spoken by Georgians. It's like it's considered like a four and a half in, out of five in terms of like heart. See, like, like those kind of like CIA lists where yeah. they're like you, you, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's so it, it and it's because of its grammatical structure and also the reason the fact like for the for, the thing is that Georgian you don't really need to use. They, they seem to underutilize the fact that. They seem to under- underutilize vowels. You know, they can have words up to fifteen letters long. It's gonna no be Polish vowels already. Like. Yeah, but just worse. Worse. <laughs> like they can no have complex is another word for it. <gasps> Maybe that's Dritro. That could be Dritro. I can't tell. If that's Dritro, please, please reply in the chat. But um, yeah, that would be that's someone without an account, right? Yeah, it could be Drit. It could be Drit. If it is, he can he can text us now and tell us. But um, yeah, Georgian is George uh, Georgian is interesting because like. They don't use like they yes they use vowels but they often come at the end of words and they use very they use they use like sounds that non Georgians just don't seem to be able to do it's very very hard and um, and they used to have three different alphabets I think I actually I was talking about this earlier they used to have three different alphabets now they yeah. use one as a stand as like standard Georgian is there one that now yeah so there's, there's one, one now, now kind of and then there's this weird kind of what kind of like cursive almost to us that you learn in school that Georgians learn in school but they rarely I've got to hear the 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 druly one the, that's no, the cool no, one yeah no the, yeah the 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 Mahadruli is the common one that everyone uses yeah, yeah. and I think it's the the one Nushkamuli or whatever I don't, I don't know how to that's pronounce the other that ones it's, are Nushkuri and Nishkuri, yeah those are the other ones that. Are very confusing and like yeah. not even Georgians know. I, I think I, I really like the look of uh, Georgian script. Yeah, I think you know, Georgian script is is it's actually beautiful. very cool looking. Um, um, let's take a look at some of those letters. It's, it's very, very it's very, very round. Yeah, it's very round. I was gonna say curvy, but round is a better word. <laughs> yeah. Globular. Um, globular. <laughs> um, it's yeah. yeah it, it seems it, like it's a, interesting one. Should we stick on the? the we will we stick clip, on the video. Clip to show them. Like um, I can't see things. I would love to fly and pronounce this, but you have to have a Georgian to. We, we're going to get a Georgian to explain how, um, how we're going to get a video from Drubinsky, another Drubinsky video. Um, which we, which our, lo- our loyal associate who does not know we exist, but we um, appreciate him. Hold on, just a minute.
What you're hearing is the Georgian language, which almost no one can speak, read or understand unless you're one of them. Whenever I visit a country, I try to learn at least a few words in the local language to be somewhat coherent and respectful. Hello, it's uh, Anouk 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 bourgeois in Paris. One more time. You say Yeje. Yeje. It means how are you? Do you shake hands or not really? No, you have to. Vipi. 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 Poa. Like that? Poa. Yeah. That's it, Nakone. That's it, Nakone. Or Mamnun. 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 Or Merci. Or Sebast. So there's actually four ways to say thank you in Persian. But here, in Georgia, I cannot wrap my head around this language. It's so confusing, and I'm simply lost in the squiggly lines and strange sounds. Okay, that says McDonald's. You can read it. Yeah, the written script looks really different, and it would be really hard for me to pick it up if I didn't actually know the language. Can you read this? Nope. You can't read it? No, I can't. I'm sorry. How many people in this country right now can read that sign? Well, they actually teach it at school, so I should be able to read it, but I forgot. Georgian script used to be three different languages throughout its existence. The latter, which is spoken today, has 33 letters and is one of 14 language groups in the world. Yeah, it's one of the uh, independent alphabets of the world that only has uh, pure Georgian roots. Basically, it doesn't look or sound like anything else. You say hello, it's Kamarjoba. Kamarjoba. Thank you, Madloba. Madloba. Yeah, you say it well, man. Because I heard you say it before. <laughs> <laughs> Georgian language includes unique sounds that outsiders, like myself, would never pick up. For example, some consonants are pronounced from the very back of the throat. Oh, there are actually a lot of bad words with that sound. So because I can't say those, I'm going to say which means French toast. So Maryam's going to teach me this sound. So there's two of those. There's a in the beginning and then an I in the middle and then a again. So Okay. <laughs> you're doing a K, so you're trying to like. Okay. So a K is a different thing. Okay. We have a K, but this is a K, which goes like way back. Kikaliko. <laughs> no, that's again a K. Do kikaliko. <laughs> Georgia is a unique country as is, but their ancient language makes it all the more impressive. English. <laughs> And what does that mean? <laughs> it actually means like a coin got coined into a coin thing. I don't know, it's, it's just like the word coin twisted in a bunch of ways. I'm Drubinsky and if you like my travel videos, please click subscribe and join me as I plan to visit every country in the world. It's a Anyways, right now we're going to have a bit of a... Actually, we discovered a, a shocking similarity between... Um, Geonosian. Ocean, the prequel Star Wars language, and um, Georgian. So just to invite our viewers to experience this birthplace of a new language link. I love languages, and ever since I did a breakdown of Ubis from Return of the Jedi, I wanted to tackle another Star Wars language. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> and we are as the first thing I'm laughing this and that. Kikiko, I guess. You, you did actually not a bad impression earlier. In just terms that it sounded mad funny rather than That's just because they go That sound, it's so weird. I don't know what they do, but they just do it. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard.
I must say, Georgian has been, so far been the funniest language we have looked yeah, at. Yeah, that is <laughs> unreal. Oh my god. Um, let me. I want to get that um, Drubinsky bit up again and just play it so I can hear. Um, what the cliche Yeah. It, what was the problem? It's like there was like it was a a lot of the bad words you used to say. Like was the first sound she made different? Or yeah, I think so. But no, apparently that sound is using a lot of bad words, okay. so they just don't. It's interesting. Um, this language is crazy, dog. That's the that's the title of this video. Um, we might get we might get a sound of that again, just because I honestly think it's the, it's one of the, the funniest, funniest sound a human can possibly make. Um, compared to at least anything else, else, anything in the English language. So we had squiggly lines. Yeah, he calls it. Yeah. Hold on, we're almost there. Sound. So there's two of those. There's a in the beginning and then an I in the middle and then a again. Okay, so Tell me how, tell me like, we're wrong. It's, it's tell me we're wrong. It is it is quite an interesting language. Yeah. What a way to end the show. Um what is the series? constantly just r- rallying this language. Poor Georgian. They um they've already been associated with like the state of Georgia, so yeah. I feel like we're kicking them down when they're down, you know? Um, anyways. Uh, we're, we have five minutes left. We don't really have anything else to talk no, about. No, that's kind of it. Um, yeah, this is kind of like, what is it? Is this week 12 or something like that? Cause yeah. Because like, week, week 12, week 12 itis because we're busy doing more important stuff, man. Talk about Johnny Gall. We can talk about Johnny Gall. Um, what, what's there? Dune and all. Fort of the Gauls. Um, yeah, that's about it. You didn't know Georgia was a country till they disrespect the Coxes. You said that. My former girlfriend right there. <laughs> now that I realise that she doesn't uh, know the difference between... Well, unacceptable. I know, right? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, disrespect. educate yourself. Do better. Know, know your map. Know your map. Um, so, yeah. Georgia, top... What 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 has been your favorite line? Oh, like okay, okay. let's say excluding the comedy of the Georgian speech. Wait, so for today's episode? Yeah, yeah. Or actually, no, yeah, we'll do this last episode. We'll do series series wide. I think Afrikaans. Afrikaans, yeah. Afrikaans is cool. I think it's quite a. Quite I, a cool I like language. the clicking we heard in. Um, oh yeah, the click languages. What's called? Oh, San San Sanduin. Sanduin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of give me like Sanduin. Um, yeah, I know, right. Um, but what else have we got? We've also we started off with that kind of like abortive, abortive. Yeah. Uh, first episode. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think the first three episodes had technical difficulties. Yeah, but we've really we will you know I take full responsibility, but I also take full responsibility for sorting that shit out. So, because um, today has been largely flawless. Um, you know I love a bit of symmetry, but I really. I'm thankful that the first episode has not mirrored the last in pretty much any way apart from mm. including the way like I probably did more more research for the first episode than I have done for this episode easily okay. um, I think we kind of like our our, our preparedness has just gone down but, yeah, yeah um, not a bad thing yeah so that's kind of it though yeah um, any ideas for Maybe next next year next year see you guys in Four months, five months, six months. I don't yeah. even know the difference between what. What month is it? April and uh, May, June, July, August, probably September. Five months. Away. It's not really proper starting October. I feel like 
could be like six months. Yeah, six the months. off season. Mm. Um, we're gonna go to our holidays now, and you know, rest up and then come back better, bigger Even than ever better. with yeah. microphones, maybe with uh research, with um interviews. We could get Jit Dritro on. Oh, we should, um, we should get Dritro on. Get um Evan to talk about actual Donny Gaulish. Um. Honestly, the whole fire part of the word really does um, suit how foreign it sounds um, compared to regular Irish English. Um, what else have we got? Any, any new ideas? Any innovations no. we're going to make? We're honestly going to get more and la- more lazy and lazy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. An ever-increasing rate of laziness. Um, yeah. We probably will go this apart from like Sandoway and Mapuche and Nicaragua. We need to go around the world more. I think maybe we next do, next is we'll go to Af- Middle East Africa. Middle East Africa. We might do a bit of Turkish. Oh yeah. Arabic. Okay. Arabic's a handy one because so many people speak Arabic. Yeah. So it's Chinese. We need to get those out of the way. Because There's some real elephants in the room, you know. Japanese. Um, Japanese too. Yeah. Um. Could also do a like a, re- a redo of the Romance languages, considering how no one no one actually really heard that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And for the best that no one really ever hears it again, um, that is locked away in some like storage okay. in my computer. I think. Um, never upload this mm. .mp3. Um, so that's also an option. Jeez, we've already got like next season sorted. Thankfully, there's enough languages dead or alive that will keep us going for honestly. I could do dead languages time. or something for one of the episodes. That would be an interesting. Yeah, maybe languages have died over the last six months. Yeah. Um, do a bit of a French. French, hopefully yeah. French. Replaced by Breton, yeah. Celtic revival. English gets killed by uh, some kind of Cornish, Br- common Britannic or something like that. Um, yeah, Cornish, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so Scots comes out. Anyways, um, I think is that's, it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's a. We might just play a bit of an outro for the last. Actually, let me see if I can get the outro. The you know, outro. The, 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 outro, the intro of Gods. Um, although, in the meantime, I will just play our regular intro. So, thanks everyone for listening for the past few weeks. Hopefully, you can join us again um, soon enough. Just want to say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank yeah. you very much. No, it's, been, it's, been, it's been quite interesting. Quite goodbye. Good. And obviously we're going to end with some technical difficulties. Round the